Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that knows a guy who knows a guy who could solve the problems of recasting old movies. I ain't saying nothing. No. <laughs> as organized and professional as we are on this show, we are nowhere near as organized as a certain family from the Italian district. So we pay our respects to them in today's episode of this month's Movies About Gangsters. Mm. As you could guess. Uh, you'll only refer to him as Mr. White, but we've got Hassa. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> how you doing? And when you need a message sent, you can call myself, Chris, for the family. But you got to call this payphone at this specific time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we were to say the names of the two biggest stars in today's movie, uh, you might have to take a couple of guesses as to which gangster-related film we are talking about. <laughs> But the clue is, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, unless it's flown back in a little suitcase to a deli. <laughs> to Kansas City. To Kansas City. <laughs> so let's grab some cards, throw some dice, as we get set to recast Casino. Yes. Our first Scorsese. First Scorsese. Um, from 95. Um, Second De Niro? Have we cast a De Niro before? Stardust. Yes, we did. Second De Niro. I was trying to think of if we best done. role. I did like him in Stardust, so Captain Shakespeare. Yeah, sounds you know yeah. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. <laughs> he was uh, great in that. So yeah, this first is Pesci, first Pesci, probably last Pesci. I like Pesci. Well, I know, but like I don't really. He does a lot of these kinds of movies. I don't yeah. know what other movie we would do. I guess my cousin, my cousin Vinny. Right? Home Alone. We could do courtroom dramas at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah, Home Alone. Love him at home. <laughs> so weird that he's in that after being in this. But it's so great. <laughs> like the two of them. Um, why can't I think of the Daniel other guy? Stern. Daniel Stern. They're the best. I always love this the story about the tarantula from that movie. Daniel Stern is deathly afraid of spiders. Hmm. So the tarantula that had to be on his face, he was like, mm-hmm. I will do it once. Yeah. You better get it. <laughs> but he also couldn't scream. He had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He had to fake it. Because they couldn't use the noise because yeah, that would scare. It was going to scare the spider. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is a this is a weird movie because it it's, it's three like, hours long. Yeah, it's super long. Um, I was I was impressed by the acting. The act like De Niro is great. Sharon Stone. I always forget how good of an actress she is, just because she kind of fell off the face of the earth by being this train wreck of a person. And uh, well, like, she also got screwed over a couple times. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Joe Pesci was great too. Joe Pesci is this unhinged. Joe like, Pesci is always unhinged. But like, <laughs> gangster, he is super unhinged in this. Like, I had the, the scene where they're talking about the guy they beat for three days and then popped his head in a vice. Yeah. Um, like, it's just. But he's. But I also didn't know this was based on a real story. Well, it's based off of stories, yes. I'm guessing this is based off people. It's based right? off of people. Um. The Tangier is a fake casino. It was actually the Stardust, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to look it up while we're talking. I believe it was based on the Stardust Hotel. Yeah, this, um, was, this was old Vegas. I liked I liked the ending where he was like, and now it's kind of this weird arcade. They're, it, it's Disneyland. It's Disneyland, for, yeah. And then it's all the old people slowly walking in, yeah. and you're just like, oh. Um, yeah. I think it's... But they also talked about that in... Um, the Oceans movies, right? Yeah. Where it used to be like if you shook Sinatra's hand, you were old Vegas. And now instead of just, you know, killing you and your family, they go after 
the corporations go after everything yeah. right by the way the story is based upon the history of the stardust casino a fact <laughs> well document <laughs> documented in the las vegas history books yeah. but of course well, the thing were... is like that city this weird vegas. city in the middle of the desert um one of the few places prostitution was semi-legal has that's a weird fact that you but it, it how many of you bothering. know the bunny ranch i, I think know, it is right um, or whatever it is uh it's just it it was so run by the mob in the early years like they basically built that city mm -hmm. for money laundering and for and it just became this thing and like the thing the thing is like watching this movie if nikki santorino whatever his name is santoro yeah. santoro had never come none of this would have happened no that's the whole <laughs> i okay so <laughs> The character-wise, there's a bunch of it that's meh. Like Robert I'm talking De about the movie. Or... I don't care about real life. This is the movie. Yeah. yeah. In the movie, if Nikki had never shown up, everything would have been fine. Yeah. They would have gone for so long. Because Sam was running a great casino. He was making tons of money. Like if, The only, the if only the, problem... If the fact that he brought... If the fact about that character, that person, bringing mm -hmm. bookies into casinos was real, mm -hmm. that was huge. Yeah. Because like... That's when when we thing. went to Vegas, like if we wanted a place to sit down and just rest for a little bit, guess where we went? You go to the bookie area because it's always it's almost empty unless there's a thing going on, yeah. right? But yeah, but like yeah, other I mean, than bathrooms right there too. So. Yeah. <laughs> but other than like the one thing with Sam was like when he fired the one guy and yeah, like he was so bullheaded about it at that point. But then <laughs> they were Italian mob. Yeah. So the you know there's the machismo about it too, yeah. right? That's First. one of the things. Like, I have a sister. So do I. She had a she had a boyfriend at one point in her life. She's had multiple. This, mm -hmm. this particular boyfriend loved the movie Scarface. I had never seen it. Loved mm -hmm. the movie. He was like, you have to watch it. Crazy movie. You know, great movie. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So I finally watched it on his recommendation. I hated that movie. Yeah, it's a very polarizing movie. You either love it or you hate it. <laughs> I hated that movie because of the same reason I don't like this movie. Because I don't like these types of men. I hate these types of men. <laughs> I hate the types of men that are like, no, this is mine. I'm right all the time. There's no compromise. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I actually didn't mind Sam's character. He got bad near the end. But, like, he was just trying to run a legitimate business to make money. Because the, the business was legitimate. Mm -hmm. It was what they were doing. It was the skimming. The skimming. That was not the legitimate part. Although I do love the whole, wait, they're skimming off of our skim? Like, <laughs> skimception. Um, but, like, he was doing a great job running a perfectly good business. And I'm sorry, how is the mob not able to get into the gaming commission to get a license through? Like, that should be easy. But that's also getting into federal and right, like that was the that was kind of the point of this was yeah. they were trying to keep out of the feds, yeah, and like having that whole federal, like that's the no. license. But but yeah, just then, and then <clears throat> watching I, Joe Pesci, just I hated Joe Pesci's character. I think he did a good job playing it. Don't I, get me wrong. No, it's just I don't like those types of like cocky, arrogant pieces of shit. <laughs> I like him for this, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, I like the fact that he shows up and he has this whole mentality about how he's going to make it big here. It, like, he, he's robbing, running the place. Robbing people. 
Yeah, he's gonna be. He's basically the boss hmm. of Vegas, and no one does anything. And like, I like how you get as you go down. Like you said, Nikki's the reason the downfall of most of the stuff that happens here. Yep. Granted, Sam doesn't do a great job as well, but but it's all about him reacting to what yeah. Nikki does. And then Nikki basically saying, "No, like I'm the boss here. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know. No one's." And then you see that at the end, where you know, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. Sam's the only one that lives. Yeah. They kill the shit out of Nikki. <laughs> that that whole murdering scene, super brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of surprised. Like, I don't know how they did that one shot where they shot the guy through the face. Like, and it showed up on his eye, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how they did that. I'm sure there was a cut I just missed. No. But, like, because the car bomb at the beginning was so bad. <laughs> that was so a dummy. <laughs> sitting in that car but the the one at the end was so much better done i didn't like i didn't like the one at the beginning to be honest there was a couple of these that i was like it's dated you can really tell yeah well it's 95 probably made in the late 80s because depending on how much editing Mm, they had to do probably not right but yeah uh, there's some of it and then also 95 i don't even remember this movie coming out i remember hearing about casino but i was young so i wouldn't have seen it i was 10 I should have heard about this. It's just oh, this has always been like to but me. This, this is, is the always same. one of those movies that was always like I just assumed this was an '80s movie. To be honest with you, but this is the problem I have is I always get this movie and Goodfellas, even though Goodfellas had Ray Liotta in it. Mm-hmm. Like you always get them confused. Maybe yeah. I've like, never seen he, Goodfellas either. I, I haven't either. But I wonder when that one was. I'm looking them up. Hmm. You want some fun Jesus. facts while you're looking things up? Martin Scorsese directed 70 things. Yeah, he was a pretty decent director. Okay, yeah, give me some fun facts. All right, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts with Chris. I tried to go a little more old school there. All right. <clears throat> yeah, Goodfellas was five years earlier. Yeah. So he just wanted to redo it. Um, so most of the conversations between Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci were improvised. Martin Scorsese would tell them where to start and where to end. The rest was up to them. So pretty good on them for that. You know what? That doesn't actually surprise me because there's a lot of times where Pesci would they're do just th- like kind of bickering back and forth. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this can't have been scripted. <laughs> <laughs> just Pesci and, and De Niro going, nah, we got this. Yeah. Uh, in removing, in reviewing, sorry, this movie for accuracy, uh, Michael Franzies, forgive me if I said your name wrong, especially because a former Colombo family capo turned motivational speaker said that Joe's Pesci's portrayal of a mafia member is the most realistic he has ever seen in this movie or in, <laughs> also in other mobster movies Pesci has appeared in, which kind of scares the shit out of me. Okay, we're going to play. That's not surprising. Like... The only mm-hmm. things I know Joe Pesci from, obviously, other than Home Alone, are mobster films. Yeah. Right? Um, so, funny enough, in Raging Bull, 1980, Joe Pesci's character beats up Frank Vincent's character. In Goodfellas, in 1990, Pesci's character kills Vincent's characters. And now in Casino, it's Vincent's character who kills Pesci's character. So, he finally gets his comeuppance. comeuppance. <laughs> okay, let's play the how many films have Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro been in. You get... Two guesses. <laughs> okay. Uh, the two of them, four. Nope. Higher or lower? Higher. Seven. No. 
one-off six. So they have appeared in Goodfellas, 1990, A Bronx Tale, 1993, Raging Bull, 1980, Once Upon a Time in America in 1984, The Good Shepherd in 2006, and The Irishman in 2019. How many of those were Scorsese? Uh, at least three. <laughs> mm. Including this one, you are correct. I'm sorry, I forgot to add, because Casino wasn't on the list. They were in Casino. <laughs> so there is seven. You got it right. To be honest, I totally guessed. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I could think of Irishman and this one and one other one. I'm like, Goodfellas? Again, good, I, didn't even, I didn't know De Niro was in Goodfellas. I didn't know Pesci was in Raging Bull, but I haven't seen Raging Bull. No. Um, lastly, the character based on Anthony Spilo, Spilatoro, which, sorry, Anthony Spilatoro, which is the Nikki Santoro character, mm. um, is placed in the Black Book. However, in real life, Frank Lefty Rosenthal, the inspiration for Sam Ace Rothenstein, um, was, one, was the one placed in the Black Book and was run out of Las Vegas. Mm. So it was actually... I wonder why they didn't put that in the movie. That would have been... I think because they wanted him to appear to be sort of the good gang. Yeah. Because even like, um, apparently, Roth... I'm going to say these guys' names. Rothstein. Just no, Ro Sam. Rosenthal. Oh, okay. Frankie. Frank Lefty. The, the original. The original. Actually did have a show. Like a TV show. Well, I wouldn't doubt that, yeah. And did all that stuff. But like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't... Well, they clearly must have run him out of town because at the end he ends up back in... Yeah, yeah. L.A. San Diego. San Diego. Can't remember where he went. San Diego. Yeah. With the giant old person glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Still making money for the mob, which. <laughs> but okay. again, he, he was. I always found this interesting in this. He wasn't really doing anything illegal. He was just able to pick the right people. Yep. He was just good at his job. Yeah. He wasn't setting anything up. Right. He wasn't breaking people's legs or, you know, threatening people. He was just. He knew things. He and didn't that's even what they do said. anything like. Other than, like, the actual stuff with the mob, nothing in the movie he did was illegal. And that's why I think he gets away with it. Because he doesn't get arrested. No. When everyone's getting arrested. Like, that's what I found interesting. Like, he's never... But then, that's the thing. What did they have other than he was running this casino, which they said... Without a license. No. They said you could run one as long as you had an application in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So, he and wasn't then, even doing that, that. And then when that came into question... He, he was stopped up. running it. He was entertainment. Yeah. Which... <laughs> uh, that part of the story I will uh, adjust. <laughs> but this is going to be hard because I didn't know it was based off of real events, kind of, so... I don't know. I think, I think if you were going to remake this story, you would either want to do it the same, or you'd want to at least go a little bit more... Like, you turn this into like a biopic type of thing, where you actually have the real... The real names and yeah. the real stuff. So, yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Okay, where were we? I mean, we're talking about changes and how how yeah, we yeah. do this. Because you were saying about making this a, a biop or like biopic. I just I think you biopic. That doesn't biopic. sound right. Biopic. Um, I biopic think... sounds like oh, I can see with both my eyes. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> myopic mm -hmm. is. <laughs> I think you you do this as an exaggeration of. The facts and name one biopic that's not an exaggeration of the facts. Exactly. Forrest Gump. An on, a huge exaggeration. Based on true facts, right? Um, so yeah, like I, I don't know. I just, I'd love to see it as this like stylized mobster movie because like 
the this is set in the eighties, late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. right? And the fashion that Robert De Niro's character wears is just so gaudy and Robert, so crazy. He went through. I think I, this was one of the facts that I just I didn't put in there. He went through like eighty costumes in this movie. Yeah, because like every scene he's in a different suit. Yeah. I loved the scene where he's locked. He's in his office and he has to put his pants back on. And I'm like, did they need to show us him putting his pants? All the way back on. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is why it's a three-hour movie. <laughs> so. Put your pants back on. Put your pants back on, Robert. Bob? Bob, put your pants Bob. back on. Put your pants. That wasn't even in the script. He just have didn't you, want to wear have them. Have you ever heard that when it comes to interviews and stuff? What? When people, like, call him Bob. Or, like, when people talk about Anthony Hopkins and call him Tony. And it's just like, that's wrong. <laughs> he should not be. Tony. Tony. <laughs> Rob, so like, I, Bob. I, like, like hearing interviews about like from like uh, Jodie Foster talking about mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins and stuff, and they go, yeah. "Oh yeah, Tony Hopkins was like this and like this," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> who? Tony Hawk? You get to call him Tony? <laughs> I don't even get to call him Tony." <laughs> I always loved, I loved the thing, and it was, I can't remember, it was a comic strip, but it was basically the evolution of Roberts, and it's mm-hmm. like you start off. I like Robert, and then it's like, then you go to Robbie, and then you go to <laughs> Rob, and then you're like Bob, and then you're like Bobby, and then it's like Bob, back to Bob, and then you're like Rob again, and then you end up back at Robert, and you're like, what? No. Why did you have like 12 names? I don't know. I also never understood Bill for William. No, that one. There's one's... not even a B in there. <laughs> you know, you change the W to, to the it, side, and you put did a splash in. Billiam? Yes. I'm, I'm serious. I don't know. <laughs> Because it like, was billiam. But the thing is, like, we have K in front of night because mm-hmm. it used to be pronounced knit. knit, right? Or knit. So. Well, and yes. Goodbye. God be with ye. Yeah, whatever. And you just shorten it to goodbye? Yeah. This is your English lesson, people. Listen to us. So, any other changes? Uh, okay. <clears throat> Wait, did you get through all your fun facts? Yeah. I oh, only okay. had five. Okay. There was a bunch, but I, I shortened them just to the fun ones. Um... So, a couple changes I, I really want to make with this. Um, to the De Niro character, whose name why I don't have it on this thing. Sam. Keep him pretty much kind of the same. Um, I like the idea that he's just trying to do a legitimate business and all this. Um, him and Ginger, I kind of want to change no, slightly. No matter what, you have to rewrite it for kind of a modern era. Mm-hmm. Just because you, you wouldn't... It's not like you wouldn't get away with it. If you went more biopic, you would be you fine. Would totally fine getting away with how he treats her mm-hmm. and how she treats him and how Nikki treats her. But um, you wouldn't if it was like the stylized version yeah. of these characters. If so, you're trying to make these characters look like good people, oh no, this would never fly. I still want them to be all assholes. That's kind of funny. Um, but the changes I wanted to make with this is I want... This might sound weird. So I want... Sam near the end, closer to the end, before Ginger and Lester kidnap his kid. Mm-hmm. I want them to be like, okay, fine, let's do this. There's your million dollars in jewels. He gives her the jewels. Yeah. See, for that whole scene, the whole thing, whole time, I am thinking, just buy her an apartment. Just be like, you go live, go live in the freaking casino. Yeah. So. Here, I'll pay you 10 grand a week. I don't give a shit. Just go. No. Like, <laughs> I just want him to be like, okay, you know what? Fine. We'll go. 
here's the million dollars in jewels. And it's like a year later she comes back because <laughs> she spent it all. Yeah. It's gone. Well, it didn't even take her that long. I then <laughs> want it to actually be... Because Lester was a, such a weird character, too. I do want it to be his... We dis- did recast Lester, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. We I did. can't remember everything. Um, but I did want le- it to be kind of Lester's idea... Because basically what I want is him to give her the million dollars, but he goes, I need the key back to the two million. Yeah. Then she comes back, and the whole idea is she comes back because... Now, was she skimming off the two mil? Because there was that one scene where she went to L.A. to do some shopping, and you saw her going to the bank. Like... It's possible. She yeah. definitely... Because I think he does but, said, how much did you do? And she was like 25 or something. Yeah, like that. that was like stuff they... Yeah. yeah. And but, like, that's kind of the stuff... Like, Sorry, I'm interrupting yeah. you. That's the kind of the stuff that I kind of like to change from Sam's character. Like mm-hmm. where they sit down at the restaurant and he just could not let it go. Apparently right? De Niro made that part of his character. But yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, but I want it to be the fact that she goes back to him... And the whole purpose of it is to try to get more money because, hey, I'm out of a million. And that's kind of where instead of him being like, where's the 25,000 being like, what happened to the million? Yeah. And kind of at the first, like not really asking, but then like getting more and more aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. And then them basically, yes, kidnapping. I can't remember his daughter's name. Amy. Amy. I'm basically kidnapping her to kind of force him to be like, give me the key to the two million. God, she was a bad parent. She was terrible. Holy crap. I do want... They made her role. Like, she made, like, completely irredeemable oh, yeah. character. And that's fine. You're going to do that. I do want to see that at the end of the film, though, when he's back in San Diego. Amy's there. I want to see him with Amy. Yeah, it's weird that Amy didn't show back up. And I wanted to see him and her, like, going, like, that's his new focus in life is, yeah, you know, making sure of, yeah. she's taken care of, which... Because, like, it could have been easily done to just be like... Mm-hmm. And you didn't even you don't even have to show her. Just him working. Daddy. Yeah, coming, Amy. Yeah. That's it. I and want him gets up and walks. And away. I want him to be like, you know, I went back, I continue to doing what I'm good at. Yeah. Um, but and I also I doubled down on being a dad. Yeah. Because her mom was never coming back. No. Um And I do want a slight redemption near the end with Ginger, like when she goes off at the last one where she just realizes how shitty she was and then overdose. Yeah, I don't care about that. But I, <laughs> here's the one thing: I want her to overdose because of shitty drugs she was given. I do want Sam to be like, "Yeah, but I took care of those dealers." Yeah. Or somebody took care of those dealers. Yeah. I want somebody to have taken care of yeah. the dealers. Yeah. And just and, have and that line like, during during that that narr- that uh, narration. Which, yeah. There was a lot of narration in this movie, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was a weird way. I of like doing when it. they popped in the one guy who's like. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell them the yeah. truth. <laughs> and you're like, wait, where did you come from? <laughs> it was weird that they didn't have just Joe Pesci do it. Like, well, he wasn't about to tell them the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, but like, yeah, I would have that as well. I'd be like, you know, she died of an overdose in this place. It's like because of bad stuff. Cause it was bad stuff. Yeah, right? It was like bad. It yeah. like, gave her a hot dose yeah, or something. I'd be like, those people never brought, never bothered yeah. anybody again. And I also do want him to be like, when, when <laughs> I just want the narration to be like, when she went, we tracked down Lester, and that's all he says. Yeah, Lester wasn't a problem. Yeah, Lester wasn't a problem. Yeah. Um, Lester was nobody's problem ever again. Yeah, they should have done that. And like, I get it. And like, this isn't a female thing. This happens to men too. I get the connection she has to that scumbag because, mm-hmm. you know, trauma does shit to people. But like, 
Well, it's just hard to watch it, and I think Sharon, Sharon Stone did a really good job conveying that. She was That's great. what I was saying. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, she was great with it, and yeah. I do like like the implications of it. Of you know, when he's like, "Oh, I remember when you were a little girl," and this, and you're like. <laughs> This yeah. is either really creepy or you guys were friends no. when you're. But <laughs> that like, was really creepy. You're really creepy, yeah. and then yeah, he just like constantly, and even when he's on the phone to her when she's at her mm-hmm. at her wedding, and there's the other girl walking in the background, and you're just like, oh man, this guy's all sorts of bad. I do like that they kind of mess him up in the parking lot. Yeah, I don't know if, but I love. I think what I liked about this movie more than, like, I didn't really love the relationships, but whatever. I loved the workings of the casino. Yeah, and I think that would be the one thing I would go more into. This is one of the reasons why I picked um, Philip Green to also recast. Mm -hmm. Like, we should go, we should see that pyramid structure Mm -hmm. more. I want to see the day-to-day workings of how this worked a little more. And because I liked them walking through the... Sorry, walking through like the count room and everything. Like, yeah, I always I thought it was funny because like you could tell the guy who was doing that scene was like purposely making sure the door stayed open for the cameraman to go by. Mm-hmm. He like just pushed it a little too hard. <laughs> um, but that's just yeah. fun movie making stuff. But like, yeah, I really enjoyed how that worked and the narration over it and everything. Because like the counting room, by the way, was a set. Because they weren't allowed. No, no, you're never allowed in the counting room. No one was allowed in the no, counting room. You're not allowed to take pictures in the counting room. Like those things are sacred. But they did film in a casino. Like, they, they having building that would be, yeah. like ridiculous. Um, what was I gonna say? Crap. You're talking about the cameraman going through with the casino. Oh yeah, yeah. like because it'd be it, the, the best parts. Because this is a, it isn't a heist movie, but it's a mom no. movie, and the best parts of heist movies and stuff like that. Just going with the oceans films because they're kind of organized they're, crimey. They're basically, what right? they are. Yeah. The best part is that narration near the end, or the like. This is how it all worked out. Yeah. Right. And like you could do that in this type of film as like this is how we made this work. This works because this person doesn't know what's going on. That this person doesn't know what's going on, but they're doing this. This person doesn't, but they're all getting a take, and they're all looking the other way, and they're all like. I almost feel like. Here, here, here's a a thought. Just because we're talking, I almost feel like it would be a better movie to do. The end of the mob, so the end of Sam's tenure at the Tangier, Mm -hmm. near about three quarter mark, and then have about the corporations coming in and buying up and making like MGM and yeah. and all tearing all the old stuff and down like and building all the new how stuff. You can see how the corporations were basically the new mob. Yeah. It's what they are. Sorry. They just, they just took over we're the world. Gonna, we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get whacked. <laughs> yes. The Coca-Cola people are coming after us. <laughs> the Coca-Cola people? Yeah. No. <laughs> the McDonald's Tesla. people? Tesla. Tesla. Guy who owns Google, <laughs> he can. He, he's always listening. Yeah, just him. <laughs> he's listening to all the feeds from all the phones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into the cast list of this sucker. We talked about him what two weeks ago, Mr. Kevin Pollock. Oh, I was like, who are we talking Kevin about? Pollock. Yes. Playing Philip Green, the um, because he was in. That thing you do. That thing you do. He was one of the... Yeah. Where is he? 
Philip Green. So, the what is Kevin Pollock known for? Oh no. <laughs> Oh god! We didn't recast his character. No, in, uh, and you know what? I can see him in things. I just you, can't think. You, of... you should get at least two of these movies, because one we've recasted, and all the... two is like one that... of his mo- one of the most famous movies of all time. That thing you do. No. Oh. So I know for that courtroom drama, military. Did we? Oh, um, a few good men. Yes. God damn it! I love the story about that movie for him because he was like. You want me to be in this movie? <laughs> I am a comedian. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, there was a bunch of comedians yeah. in this, too. Um, why can't I not think of Kevin Pollock? Usual Suspects. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Come on. That's a very famous movie. I know, but it's not one I'm... I know, but, like, for the actors who are in that, Gabriel Byrne, mm-hmm. him, the other Baldwin brother, like... Stephen? <laughs> Stephen Baldwin? Yeah, yeah. But, like, those are the types of actors like that is one of the best things they've ever been in (laughs) so he was also in end of days which arnold schwarzenegger where he was fighting the devil oh yeah i always forget that there's there's two schwarzenegger ones i always forget it's like there's end of days and And sixth day yes (laughs) the one where he clones himself yes (laughs) i always get those two confused because it's days yeah but i always like assume one's the other and one he fights the devil played by gabriel byrne <laughs> Weirdly enough, there's only one good devil that's ever been played. Mm, there's been multiples. Tim Curry played a pretty good devil. Was he the devil? He was the darkness. Eh, I mean, you knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about Peter Stormare and Constantine. Yes. God, Peter Stormare does so good in that. <laughs> See, he played a really good Satan. There's he been did. lots of devils. Yeah, okay. He was I, a good I'll, Satan. I'll, I'll give you that. Because he was definitely this is the character <laughs> of Satan, right? And then um, he was also in The Whole Ten Yards. Okay. Which is a mediocre comedy. Yes. So, yeah. Cool. I used to listen to his podcast. It's actually quite good. Kevin Pollock? Yeah. He also has... He also has unbelievably good stories about Alan Arkin because he does a great impression there, of Alan Arkin. Yes, it is. Because I've seen the Kevin Pollock stand-up where he does the whole sending Alan Arkin his own messages in Alan Arkin's voice. And he's like... Or uh, the best the best Kevin, one is when, when Alan Arkin was on Larry King Live mm-hmm. and he calls the, the celebrity line as Alan Arkin and he goes, Larry, that's not me. I'm on the phone. Ah, uh, yes. Like, it's like, you gotta stop. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. You gotta stop. Because, come on, we love Alan Arkin here. Yeah, we love Alan Arkin. Yeah, so. Were you thinking, oh my god, a swordfish <laughs> was about to go through my head? That movie was stupid, but that was the greatest line. <laughs> and he good. delivered it so well. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Uh, who do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um. So this is kind of the fake head of the yeah so um i went a little bit younger i think sorry I, what my list is so weird oh. i don't know why i picked the people i picked who cares we're gonna probably call this one on one off um i went with jonathan gruff okay yeah you're definitely going young so he played he's younger than us i think is he eh, might be uh, but most recently he played, um, well, not recently, but um, he, he was did. Mr. Smith in the new Matrix. I actually enjoyed him as Mr. Smith. I really liked him. Um, and I like that kind of swagger he had there. God, did he ever. 
those outfits they had him in and like oh my god um he is 1985 so he is two years older than me making him 37 thanks 37 (laughs) he's not young But I wanted somebody a little more innocent in the role because you want someone to be the face. Not only that, but you could totally see him as this politician type Mm -hmm. of guy, right? People like him and Army Army Hammer and um, the guy from Thank You for Smoking. Uh, Harvey Dent and the... Oh, I know who you're talking about. Aaron Eckhart. They're just like the perfect politician um, actors. I guess he... Aaron Eckhart played the president in two movies. You know, but like, they just look like and that's what I want. Politician-y type people. Because you want somebody that's going to be like the face of their business and be like young enough that you're like, okay, yeah, and he's... So yeah, I want Jonathan Gruff. Who'd you have? (laughs) Why? I don't know why. I feel like your movie's going to be bad. I don't know whether or not I was drunk or just tired last night when I was doing this. No, I wasn't. Um, So... I swear to you, this isn't a comedy. Uh, I don't know. Mine, mine. When we get further down the road, you're going to find out. I swear to you, this isn't a comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just, it was mostly because of Don Rickles. Because the man who speaks really fast and had one set of lines. No, but like, he's a, I know comedian. him was more of a comedic actor. Yeah. And he's great in this. Um and like we've seen Robin Williams do amazing as as, mm-hmm. as serious things and stuff like that, and I I kind of in unintentionally stacked this with people who are funny, and I picked Taika Waititi for this part. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and because I kind of I wanted this person who was just like naive, and but like mm-hmm. purposefully naive to the point where you're like you know more than you're saying, I'm not believing this naivete. Yeah. And I think he can do that, right? Because Kevin did that really well. Yeah. He was like, well, I don't know what's going on, blah, 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 when he's talking to the feds. What do you mean? You know, we had a few... What, she died? Yeah, you're clearly lying. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I... I just kind of want to put him in a nice suit, put him in like... Because like, okay, picture this. Taika Waititi... In bright white tennis gear from the 1980s, from the early 80s, late 70s, talking about his casino. All I can really picture <laughs> is him as Hitler from Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> but so. like those are the types of things. Like I really did this. Like most of this is just because of how people I know can do the role and stuff yeah. like that. And I just yeah. yeah, it works. So all right, yeah, okay. Billy Sherbert. <laughs> Billy Sherbert. Who is the second in command, kind of with, yeah. he's the Sam's right-hand guy. Yeah. He watches the pit bosses, the pit bosses are watched by the yeah. floor manager, the floor manager's watched by the casino man. I liked that whole conversation. Yeah, and see, that's the kind of thing that I mean. Like, those are the, the inner mm-hmm. workings of the casino that I'd like to see more of. Okay, Don Rickles is known for... Being Don Rickles. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven? No, was he in that? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of old people in that. Uh, he's known for this movie. Mm-hmm. He is known for Kelly's Heroes, which I've never heard of. Kelly's Heroes? Yeah, not mm-hmm. Hogan's, Kelly's. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. And he is known for two movies in one animated franchise. Um, You should definitely it's know It's Pixar, this. isn't it? Yes. Yep, he's known for Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> he's Mr. 
Potato Head. There you go. <laughs> he had enough dialogue as well, how they got, I think, the, the third fourth, one. The fourth one. The fourth one? Yeah. Because they had just had to recycle the dialogue because he had passed away. Died in 2017 at the bright old age of 90. Lived a decent life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Don, he was great as Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yes, he was. I love Toy Story. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're up. <laughs> just go. I picked Bill Murray. Wow. <laughs> okay. This isn't a comedy? <laughs> Okay, but same kind of like thing though, right? Like Don Bill Murray Rickles can does, do. Don Rickles does not look like a person who would do this, and neither does Bill Murray, right? No, but I think Don Rickles was like, "Wait, you're doing a Scorsese? I'm in." Yeah, that's probably how it happened. Or the, probably Scorsese's like, "Hey, Don, want to be in my movie?" <laughs> He's like, "Sure." <laughs> Apparently, we're <laughs> weird New Jersey people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Bill is so good at doing serious work, mm-hmm. and he's been doing a lot more of it nowadays. I think um, he's do- he does whatever he wants, right? No, no, I know, but um, obviously we all love him for being the comedian that is Bill Murray, um, Bankman, and all that stuff, but yeah. Again, every every episode we talk Bill Murray, I always plug it, we'll watch The Dead Don't Die. Yeah. Weird movie, but... But like, was he a straight-up comedy guy in that? He was just, he was the serious, he was the straight man in yeah. it. And he's good at doing that. Because there's a great line between him and Adam Driver. Because Adam Driver has like this line throughout the whole movie. It's like something, I can't remember what it is, but it's something about how this shouldn't be happening and this shouldn't be happening. And then near the end of it, he's like, why do you keep saying that? He's like, because I got, I read the script. Did you not read the script? <laughs> and he's like, wait, you got a script? <laughs> and they have this like conversation about it. And that's, that's it. It's such a weird movie. Yeah. But Bill Murray's great. And he shows up in, like, random things. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you kind of got the feeling he, like, he had to show up in Ghostbusters. Who? Bill Murray. Of course he did. Like, he just had to. I don't know if they'll make him show up in a second one if they do a second one. I don't know. Never heard. Because it did really well. They, they, they announced it. Did they? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, They announced that. Finn and his sister are coming back. Phoebe. Um, Anna Grace? No. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. No. no. Mackenzie Grace. Yes. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. <laughs> Through a thinking, variety of names. I was thinking Mackenzie Foy. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, they, they've announced that they're coming back, but. Makes sense. Ernie Hudson's definitely coming back. He's not going to be a paycheck. <laughs> Probably, probably uh, Dan Aykroyd. And Aykroyd, I think. Well, he doesn't right. really need to work, but he just. But if it's if they're doing a but bigger story yeah. back in New York, I'm sure they'll be part of it. And it'd be nice to see Sigourney and Bill again. I'd like to see Sigourney Weaver. Show. I know you want to see Oscar. I th- I just think it's a good way to bring in a new character. Yeah. So okay, who's your uh, Sherbert? Billy Sherbert. Um, I want. Kind of much younger than you you went. Well, he's an old man. Why would you go young? Well, I went for somebody who can have a nice big bushy beard. Um, I went with Nick Opperman. <laughs> Is it because of that thing I sent you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I had him chosen before then. Uh, but yes, I, was, I would totally watch a full house with just Nick Opperman in it. Uh, can it be different Nick Offermans, though? Like, <laughs> no. It's, it's just same, Parks and Rec? It's just Parks and Rec Nick Offerman the whole time. <laughs> But I just, I wanted him to be that, like, grump guy. 
But he's still like I I did make these guys a little younger than they they were, but doesn't matter. The thing is with Nick Offerman, like he's not a young man. You just make his hair gray and his mustache gray yeah. and everything like you that. You give him a, a much grayer yeah. looking because even when he grows salt, that big, salt and pepper the, head, the crap out yeah. of him. Yeah. Well, sorry, I was gonna look up and see how old he is. I'm gonna guess 55. Uh, he was born in 1970. 52. That was pretty close. Yeah. You're good on your guessing game today. Yeah. So yeah, he's not he's not super young, no. but like yeah, you give him. Granted, I don't know how old Don Rickles was in this movie. No, <laughs> he was Don Rickles. <laughs> but like, well, if he yeah. passed away in two, 2017, you said yeah, at hold 90. Hold on, hold on. So 20 years younger. Yeah, he would have been about 70. So, and hmm. he wasn't that much older. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, you know, Jesus, he was born in 26. But again, I don't think you'd do like the full bushy beard. You do like the the stylized, like you, because it's the 80s. It wouldn't yeah, have the, the as, 80s. have the big beards, just yeah. big suits, big suits, or 70s. I don't remember. Yeah. But Nick Offerman, I like it. Okay, let's talk about James Woods. James Woods, ooh, yeah. piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Oh, you are not going to get this. What is James Woods known for? Family Guy. No. <laughs> um, One animated movie. One animated movie. As a great villain. Why, um, why can't I think of James Woods as a villain? I don't know, because he's a villain a lot. <laughs> what's, what's the movie about? The animated one. Just it's say. about Hercules. God damn it. He was, he, yeah, he was Hades. I wonder what it's called. <laughs> Hercules. Sorry. Could have said his hair was on fire. Whoa, was my hair out? <laughs> See, he's a great villain in that. He is Hades great. was a great villain. As much as I'm not a big fan of that particular movie. I, I don't mind that movie. Um, it's really short. I don't... For my Greek mythology... Hades is not a villain. No, he's not. I hate when people keep doing that. All the movies with Hades. They always make him a villain. I love, I saw him recently, because now we're talking about Greek mythology. Somebody's like, how is Hades always hated on? Oh, he took care of the souls in the afterlife. Zeus is the one that made everybody, like, have these ridiculous punishments in life. And not only that, but forced himself to have sex with a bunch of different women as a bunch of different things. Swan, a bull, an ant. God damn it, Zeus. Anyway, he's also in Vampires, John Carpenter's Vampires, mm. uh, The Virgin Suicides, which I didn't even know no. he was in, and Videodrome. Oh. Uh, very, very crazy movie that we will never do on this show because that's not worth it. No. Uh, <laughs> but James Woods is in it. Yeah. Cronenberg? Uh, yeah. Yeah. James Wood? I just, Family right. Guy. Cronenberg, yeah. I don't know if I ever want to do a Cronenberg again. As much as I like Cronenberg's movies, and I do like some of his movies. Existence was just too much. They're hard to watch and then talk about, like... Redoing? Not like... I'm not going to say... This isn't educationally, but like... Um, with kind of like an eye of judgment. Hmm. Because they're just so weird. It's hard to be kind of critical about... Yeah, critical. That's what uh, I was about it. I don't it's know why I Because it's one. just so out there, you don't know how to judge against it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's one of those weird art pieces that you're just like... Cool. Yep, that's art. Cool. Well, we kind of talked about that with Existence, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's like... This is just if, super weird. Honestly, if we remade the kind of film Existence, this would be more of a... 
a sword art online than yeah. it would be the exactly. way he did it as yeah. a, like a biological weird it thing. was a movie about video games that, from a guy who did not understand yeah. video games <laughs> that's pretty true but James Woods James Woods your go uh, so Lester Diamond I went what why are you, did I'm you I'm so worried about my list for oh some reason oh my goodness <laughs> do you want to like come back next week and we'll retalk <laughs> about it um here, I'll do a good one for you. Yeah. I went with Jackson Rathbone. Okay. Do you know why? Nope. Do you know who he is? No. Nope. So it looks like that. Okay. Still don't know who he is? We've actually recasted him. <laughs> no. Who is he? He's your favorite Soka. He played Sokka in the Avatar movie. Okay. He's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> no. Um... I want. He's also been in Twilight. Okay. So he's, he's known. Cool last name though. He's known as Sokka in the Last Airbenders. He was Jasper Hale in the Twilight movies. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, he's not been in like a lot of A-list movies, let's say. Um, but I wanted a pretty boy that looks like he could also be a really big jerk and creep. See, I didn't go for pretty boy, but. I wanted somebody that was younger, though, because I wanted the comparison between an older Sam and somebody that was like, but because he has that in that one photo, he has like the mustache and beard. I feel like you could go kind of a grittier look. Sorry, not like a pretty boy grittier look. Yeah. Because um, you want somebody that's going to charm Ginger, but at the same time, you kind of get the feeling he's going to be an ass. So that's who I went with. Okay. And yeah, Rathbone. Come on. Rathbone is a pretty dope name. So be better. Be better at acting. Basil? Basil Rathbone? No. The actor? No. I thought you were going to go with Basil Expedition. Basil Exposition. (laughs) Exposition, sorry. (laughs) All right, tell me who your crappy actor is then. (laughs) He's a good actor. Um, But I definitely went for... Because like James Wood isn't the conventionally attractive man... He is a weird-looking dude. He is a weird-looking dude. Um, and I kind of went that same direction because I wanted that this was... to look... Because like, the thing is, for me, this was definitely the case of this man has manipulated this woman... For and years. For years to the point where she's in love with him despite all his shittiness. Right? Um, because of the trauma he has put her mm-hmm. through. So I picked... A, really good guy to do this for some stupid reason and i picked jay baruchel oh because he's so good at being a good guy oh yeah i know what you mean right uh, he is like this heartfelt warm like just listen to anything from how i train your dragon one two or three like <laughs> like it's just such a good like he's such a good person a good character as not as great a movie as, as it is uh the sorcerer's apprentice I enjoyed him in it. Yeah. Like, he has this kind of like... But I enjoyed Nick Cage in it, Yeah. But he has this very... He's very Canadian. Oh, he yeah. He has this very, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing a blah, blah, blah about him, Did right? he write Goon? I don't know. The hockey movie? No, I know the movie. Um, <laughs> Just, I don't know. I never saw it. But he was in it. Yeah. yeah. It's very Canadian. So, but, yeah. Mostly because of how good natured and stuff he is. Because mm-hmm. I kind of want that to be, you know... Part of the manipulation type of thing. Yeah. Right? Because, like, all you see from Woods is the typical 
the typical thing, right? Where he's just rude and obviously probably hit her and fed her a lot of drugs and blah, 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 right? Yeah. I just abused the crap out of her. That's why the trauma trauma bonding is there, right? But and that's the wrong word, but you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to see if he's from... Uh, he was born in Ottawa, Ontario, and raised in Montreal, Quebec. I was trying to figure out how him and Seth Rogen are such good friends, but... Seth Rogen's from Burnaby. Yeah. There Seth you go. Seth Rogen is from Burnaby. So. But yeah, died. I like Jay Baruchel. I do too. So. All right. That's, Next up. That's what it is. Next up. Nikki. Joe our, Pesci. Our psycho. Our resident psychopath. <laughs> God. Joe Pesci is just great. I know we've talked about it before. I love the story in Goodfellas of the the, the clown speech yeah. that nobody knew was coming. And funny? Just, funny how? Funny how? Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying you're funny. Funny what? Funny like a clown? Yeah. Um, he does... He does that anger very, very well. He does that unsettling anger. Like, yeah. you don't know what he's going to do. And mm-hmm. that's why, like, even in Home Alone... Yeah. He's so unnerving. Yeah. Being this like crook who literally wants to kill a kid when you think about it. Well, you know, kid is annoying. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you threw a paint can at my face, I'd probably want to kill you too. Have you ever seen that like um I think it might be Robot Chicken. It's just like if they are real robbers and they just like and there's also Bill Kelly Kelly saying at the top of the stairs, "Hey you, I'm going to stop." And they just shoot him. <laughs> Like, I hey, think just, it's Family Guy. Hey, just be careful. There's like toys around. Yeah, there's, there's toys on the ground. And, oh, paint can. Oh, oh, watch out. Yeah, the door was just hot. And it's like, what'd you do? Just didn't touch it. Yeah, I didn't put my hand on it. <laughs> um, but like Joe Pesci does. Uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci does Joe Pesci. Like, yeah, we talked about it. My Cousin Vinny. That was a, a really good movie. I've never seen the full thing. Yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces. But I know for more... From that movie more, I know that mm. uh, Marissa Tomei was amazing. Yeah. Just because she did him win the Oscar and stuff for no. it. So. so what is Joe Pesci known for? Oh, God. You've named all of these movies. Yeah! At some point. Tonight. Home Alone? No. Oh. Goodfellas? Goodfellas. Is he known for Casino? No, he's not. Oh. Um, but he probably should be over The Irishman, which he's known for. I was going to say The Irishman. I'm looking at my list now. Hmm. Um, Raging Bull? Correct. And you just named the other one. Oh, okay. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vizzy. Yeah. Vinny. Vizzy. My Cousin, my cousin Vizzy. No, no. Yeah. They sell shoes. Yeah, <laughs> got shoes. <laughs> Ma! Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Joe Pesci is great. Joe Pesci. I always liked him, not always, but I liked him in the Lethal Weapon films. Mm-hmm. I know, did we do Lethal Weapon 1? I'll, I want to say yes, but I don't have that file anymore. Yeah. It was on my old laptop. We'd yeah, have to go back. I, I think we did. But anyway, I, I, he was in 2, 3, and 4, I believe. Yeah, I, I remember him in, in 4. I can't remember if he was in 2, but he definitely was in 3 and 4. Yeah. Um, I liked him in those. But he was also not the same kind of like... He was just a maniac. Yeah. Uh, not maniac, but manic yeah. person, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci. Anyway, I guess it's me, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. So, I picked an unhinged short guy. Yeah. Uh, who is slightly Italian. I picked Charlie Day. 
<laughs> you sure you're not trying to make a comedy? Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. But like, come on. Tell, tell me. Tell me more. Come on. How unhinged and short is Charlie Day? Charlie Day can get very unhinged. And, and I'm sure if you actually gave him something serious, he mm-hmm. could do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he has been... Like, you can see him in un, as unhinged in most of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it, but the memes are everywhere. You've never uh, watched it? No. I watch it every so often because it's on FX or whatever oh, all the time. Maybe. And it's just... And Danny DeVito's great in it. Because it's such a weird That's the thing. It's set not, of a, it's of not a really show. my type of comedy. Yeah. So. But it's not really anybody's type of comedy, which makes it kind of weird. It was kind of it's kind of like The Office. It's just stuff I don't yeah. I don't understand it. It doesn't make me laugh, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Pacific Rim films and mm-hmm. him as the spaceman in Lego <laughs> movies. Spaceship. Like, he just does unhinged really well, mm-hmm. and I think like the rest of these people that I picked. If you just write it in the right way and give them the right kind of push, you know. No, I I, I can definitely see him kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, I shouldn't really. Shouldn't really be judging you on this one because mine is just as weird. Well, who did you pick? So, I went for another comedian. Um, somebody that I feel like would do unhinged and have these like w- kind of weird looks to them. Um, so I went with Dan Fogler. Oh, so, mostly recently known for um, his role in... The Fantastic Beast series, as the only Muggle. Mm-hmm. See, um, I'm, I almost went with Jonah Hill, but he's too yeah. young. But <laughs> the thing is, so he's known for the Fantastic Beasts. I know him as well from both Fanboys mm-hmm. and Balls of Fury. Oh God, he was in that too, wasn't he? <laughs> I forget that was him. But he has such manic energy in yeah. those, right? Yeah. Which is what I kind of want because. I wanted him to be like, you know... Mostly because I want to forget that movie exists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ping pong. Well, um, next time we do sports films, we'll do that one. We better. <laughs> I'm holding you to this. Because we'll um, do stupid sports. Wasn't that included sports. as like a Mortal Kombat movie? Didn't somebody say? Yes. Yeah. Cause Unofficially. Because it, it's technically... They kill you if you lose. Yeah. So. Um, but... Yeah, the way I wanted this to be was basically Nikki comes in. He's an enforcer. Dan Fogler is a pretty big guy and can look like yeah. that kind of thing. But that's the whole point is Nikki wants to be this big shot guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he would be able to play this off. Again, you have to write it right because um, it's not a comedy part. But I think that kind of energy of just going to town and beating the shit out of somebody, mm-hmm. he would be able to do really well. So, yeah. Okay. Mr. Dan Fogler. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. No judgment here this week. <laughs> no, this is definitely not a week of judgment. Okay. Next on our list, Miss Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. So, what is Sharon Stone known for? <sighs> you will get, you should get, three of these movies. Really? One of them is this movie. Oh, Casino. <laughs> The other um, one is a movie we recasted way back in the day. Early, early recasted. Sharon Stone. And three is 
the movie she is most known for. Yes. Which name, for some reason, is escaping me at the moment, but... But it's so basic. Ah, it's basic instinct. <laughs> That's the movie she got screwed over on. Yes, she um, did. What movie did we do with Sharon Stone? But a small town in the middle of the West. With a shootout competition. Oh, the quick and the dead! <laughs> Wow, it took me a while. I always forget that's her. Yeah, she was great in that. I love that movie. Well, again, like as as I said, Sharon Stone's a great, a really good actress. Like this yeah. was, she was really good in this. It's just, and then yeah. she did Catwoman. Yeah, God did, damn it, did she yeah. ever do Catwoman? I had, had to bring that one up, didn't I? What's yeah. the fourth movie she's known for? Oh, something called Sliver. I've never even heard of it. Like Slither, like, Sliver. Oh, yeah. She was in Sphere, though, wasn't she? In what? Sphere. Sphere. I can't Sphere? say that properly. I'm saying it weird, and I don't know why. Sphere! <laughs> she was in Sphere! I'm, I'm emphasizing a, a, a letter in there that I shouldn't Fly, be fly. Yeah, she doesn't... There's no V in Sphere. Sphere. Sphere? Thank you. Sphere. Why can I not say it right? I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. I liked that movie. Did you ever see that movie? Um, Which one was that one about? Oh, yeah, it is. Um... Alien ship underwater, um, but the the alien manifests their dreams, mm. which also manifests their nightmares. I feel like I Samuel Jackson, her, um, Dustin Hoffman. I feel like really I... really good movie, and I kind of liked how they solved the problem. How they solved the problem? They because they realized that um, the alien was giving them these like powers basically yeah um and to stop that from happening they just imagine them not having powers. not having it forgetting about it and then they forgot about it so they did the freddy krueger thing i don't forget, know but forget I just, about freddy krueger and he loses all his power yeah pretty much yeah. i thought it was clever yeah. at the time oh yeah she was in ants yeah she was we need to do that movie ants i love ants ants or bugs life no. which one's better uh, ants okay <laughs> Yeah, she was in Sphere. She was Beth. Yeah, I I like Bugs Life. It's Heimlich is one of my favorite Pixar characters because <laughs> he's like I'm sorry. I know it's not I'm a great, a Pixar, <laughs> but just the German accent and how fun he is. I love Heimlich. Um, I even <sighs> she was in Last Action Hero. We need you, to do Last Action Hero. No, we don't. Do you remember um, the VHSs for A Bugs Life? You know how Disney used to have the puffy cases? Yeah. So they had the puffy cases, but they had one for each of the characters Mm. in that, like, you know, Magnificent Seven style. I bought, I went searching for Heimlich because Heimlich was so fun to me. Yeah. But no, I really liked Ants. I thought it was a completely underrated film. It was. It was. It got completely overshadowed by a really, really good Pixar film. Mm-hmm. With a great villain in Hopper, um, played by an actual villain, um, James Wood, wasn't it? Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Ants had um, Christopher Walken as the villain. Like, that's right. I was trying <laughs> to think of who the villain is, but it yeah. also had Sylvester Stallone and Gene Hackman and Woody Allen. Yeah, like Sharon Stone, Dan Aykroyd, and Bancroft, Jane Curtin, Danny Glover. It like was, the movie it, was stacked. It was one of those mo- it was one of those times and we've seen it a couple times now where 
Pixar's coming out with a bug movie, and this was it DreamWorks? DreamWorks, yeah. Yeah, DreamWorks was coming out with one, and you had like this like yeah. weird mm-hmm. time where you're like, this is two movies that are basically different, but about the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, this this like like I don't know who Heimlich was. Mm-hmm. I know Dave Foley. I know Hayden Panettiere was the baby princess. Mm-hmm. I know Dennis Leary was the ladybug. And I know John Ratzenberger yes. was the flea. I had to know about it. I think Cloris Leachman was the queen um, in Bug Life. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Hoff, Kevin Spacey was Hopper. Flick was Dave Foley. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus was Ada. Hayden Pantera. I uh, don't even remember the, the main love Phyllis interest. Diller was Phyllis the queen. Diller, that's what it was. Um, Richard Kind was Molt. Okay. Heimlich was Joe Ramph. Ramped. Ramped? Okay. R-A-N-F-T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dennis Leary, Jonathan Harris, Madeline Kahn. Who's Madeline Kahn? Who is she? Who was she? Oh, the Gypsy Moth. Oh, okay. Um, Rosie, yeah. John Rattensberger. <laughs> Brad Garrett. <laughs> God, yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Let's We're going to do an insect-based month. Insect movie. We could do insect movies. Ants. And then we'd have to do anaconda, or not anaconda, um, arachnophobia. We could do arachnophobia. We uh, could do They Came From Outer Space, which is just about giant ants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. <laughs> we got on a Who's weird, first? weird tangent there. You're um, first. I'm first. Yeah. Um, I went with Blake Lively. She was definitely on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Blonde. See, I, I, I went completely, but you talked about I wanted like, to go for kind of the blonde bombshell look because that's what she kind of is in the beginning but i like the idea that she's a very intelligent hustler mm-hmm. right and the fact that that's that's kind of what they imply that sam falls in love with was the fact that like, she knew her shit as well in the beginning yeah and then she just kind of falls apart as she goes further down but um yeah i really i think blake lively is great speaking of mr canada ryan reynolds yes. I, I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast did we what did we not <laughs> Were we not talking about this? Oh, know. no, because you were crabbing on Michael Buble, you <laughs> jackass. Okay, well, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Mr. Canada, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But, yes, Blake Lively, I think. Because you need somebody that can do the range of seductress. Um, yeah. And then that kind of... The falling apart part. The falling apart part, like just going off the deep end, but also somebody that like made all those relationships. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound weird. Kind of wanted it to be very similar to Almost Famous, right? With um, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson, like yeah. Kate Hudson, a young Kate Hudson probably would have been great for this too. A younger Kate. This Hudson. would have been a really young Kate Hudson. <laughs> this is a bit of a very different movie. No, but like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Blake Lively is a very uh, kind of has that similar attitude. Mm-hmm. So that's who I went with. Who'd you go with? I did go a little bit different. Um, I obviously the blonde bombshell thing was definitely thought of, mm-hmm. but then for for the purpose of fun retelling of <laughs> for, a true life story, I for decided, your comedy, <laughs> for my comedy, I decided to go with something completely different. Um, I went with Janelle Monet. Um, mostly because of the way she does 
some of the more serious things and then uh, she was in Hidden Figures. She was one of the characters in Hidden Figures. Yeah. But mostly I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her in Glass Onion. Glass Onion? Yeah, the Knives Out movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, keep up. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just... I really liked her. She was really good in this this kind of shitty horror movie called Antebellum. Um, it was a it was a bad premise, but it was a good. She was really good in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes, that is who I was thinking of. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was <laughs> I was watching this and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, just I wanted somebody different <laughs> than than the typical blonde bombshell. Yeah. yeah. So well, I get it. I I. I did struggle trying to find somebody for this because I was like, you don't want to go, and I, I kind of did, no offense to Blake Lively, but you didn't want to go the stereotypical, like, blonde. Yeah, and if I was going to do my cast, because, like, most of my casts are in their 30s mm -hmm. to 40s, right? If I wanted to go a little bit younger. Wait till you hit the Sam. If, if I wanted to go a little bit younger, well, Sam is obviously older, but I that's why I said most of my cast. If, if I wanted to go younger, someone like Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. would do this part remarkably well. Yep. She would murder this part. Yep. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I thought that would be a little too young for what I was going with. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It was, it was her, and I definitely thought of Blake, and I thought of... Um, I can't remember who else I thought of, but, yeah. I had... I, at one point, actually had Anne Hathaway down. Yeah? And I... I, I struggled with it because I was like, oh, she's not the, the, she's classic beauty, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she, I feel like Anne Hathaway has a very classical movie beauty to her. I agree. I'm not saying neither of them are ugly in any sense. <laughs> They're both gorgeous women. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the struggle of having the downfall and I think just having that kind of like, the, I, I the can, partiness of it is I how I want it. I can 100% see Blake Lively being that, like, mm -hmm. get the right makeup on her, get the right mm -hmm. outfit on her, being that drug addict mm -hmm. that they did with, with Sharon Stone so yeah. well. Yeah, 100%. So. All right. Sam. Mr. Robert De Niro, or as his friends call him, Bob Robert De Niro, because no one calls him Bob. Bob De Niro. <laughs> Except for Scorsese. <laughs> okay. Could you imagine just like meeting him one day and be like, can I call you Bob? No. No. <laughs> Get out of my house. How do you keep getting in here? <laughs> what is Robert De Niro known for? Meet the parents. Fuck you. <laughs> is he known for any of the ones that I've already listed? Taxi? Uh, or not he is ta known for one of the things you've already listed. Uh, another movie that Joe Pesci was also known for. Uh, Raging Bull? Correct. <laughs> Uh, he's known for a movie called Mean Streets, which I've never heard of. No. Um, he is known for two more Scorsese films, um, Taxi Driver. Oh, I said Taxi, but I left off the driver because Taxi <laughs> is a, a different Taxi movie. Taxi is a show starring yeah. Danny DeVito. Yep. <laughs> um, and Cape Fear, which I did not know was a Scorsese film until watching, till doing this and looking at IMDb. I was going to say the only... good movie. Yeah. And uh, he plays a great crazy person. In that. So, yeah. Yeah. How did they not have Stardust? You know, Shakespeare's. Meet the parents. Meet the fuckers. Um, uh, what was that stupid one? Hide and seek? 
Oh, the one where he did with Dakota Fanning? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad movie. That, I saw that twist coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. So. I liked him in um, Joker. I thought uh, he was good in that. Yeah, I didn't see. I haven't watched Joker. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I'm not driven to go see it. it I'll is, watch it one day. It is a great depiction of a man going insane. Hmm. And it is sad for that reason. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it is a hard watch because yeah. he does it very, very well. And it is filmed very, very well. I yeah. have no clue what they're going to do for that stupid sequel. And the fact that they're doing it and they, we, they canceled Batgirl and they're giving us Joker two angers me to no end. Do you feel like they're trying to tie it more into a, a I Batman? I really hope not. Because that's still, Especially everything I heard was they, like, since, since Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. So... And it's supposedly more of a musical. But the thing is, like, I didn't expect this to work, and it works as what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, but, I don't know. De Niro is one of those ones that, Niro, again, he did a lot. He's done a lot. I can he, tell you exactly how many he's done. Yeah. But, go ahead. But he did... Oh, shoot. What was that he movie? He acted I was... in 128 things. We were talking about not that long ago. He was in a movie I watched on Netflix that had um, Elizabeth Olsen in and oh, the guy that plays Scarecrow. Uh, Killian Murphy? Yeah. It was about psychics. It was such a... It was like Red red Eye or something. Um, I'm going to look this up while we're talking. Okay. Red um, Lights? Maybe that's the one. Simon Silver? Yes. Yeah. I've never even heard of this movie. So he plays a, a supposedly blind... Psychologist Margaret Matheson and her assistants study paranormal activity, which leads them to investigate a well-renowned psychic who has resurfaced after years. It is a surprisingly decent movie. It had Sigourney Weaver in it. Yeah? I think. Sigourney Weaver? Yes. Okay. But, like, that's the thing. I feel like... Most of his beginning, Robert De Niro played tough guy, Robert De Niro, gangster, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then as he got later, he just started taking whatever. Yep. And that's why we love him in, like, Stardust and... Arthur and the Invisibles in 2006, where he was the king. Hmm. Yeah. Of the Invisibles? So. Yeah. But yeah. Well, like there was Robert. a video short by Vanity Fair called Killers Kill, Dead Man Die, where he was the Rocketeer. Oh. <gasps> In credit only for some reason, which means, makes me think he never he showed up. But then just like, oh yeah, De Niro was the Rocketeer, <laughs> like the Rocketeer, Rocketeer. So they need to remake a Rocketeer. We we did. No, they need to. <laughs> I know we did. We did a while ago. Yeah, that was one of the first five, wasn't it? That was number three, I think. Yeah. Beetlejuice. He was in Backdraft. Beetlejuice. Who the hell was he in Backdraft? I don't know. God, he's third build in Backdraft. Why do I not remember him in Backdraft? I, I don't remember watching Backdraft. I like that movie. Beetlejuice, Quick and the Dead, Highlander. Mm, Howl's Moving Castle. No, that wasn't in the first five. I thought it was. No. Whatever. Who's your Robert De Niro? No, you're up. Am I up? Yeah. I oh, went sh- first for Ginger. Okay, um... I know he plays really good, cool, really good, because um, like this character is kind of cool and collective. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And you know what? I kind of want to see him in those crazy suits and glasses. And I picked uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, you went young. He is not young. <laughs> you went younger. <laughs> well, Sam's 43 when he starts. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't like when I was looking for people to play him, it was, it's the hair, it's the build, it's the way he can act. Because like, he's not an Italian. No. Right? Like he's, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say what uh, Nikki calls him all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Um. I'm amazed they they avoided the N-word in this movie. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, did I miss one? Yeah. When they're talking about the, <laughs> let's say, Middle Eastern people. Oh, right. He says yes, that's true. the N-word, but yeah. starts it with the Something S-word. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely said what he was a lot. Which is also funny because they were speaking Persian or something in that. <laughs> Whatever. Said, but. Um, but yeah, I just really like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor mm. and over the years seeing him in, in as this really crazy character in like movies like Nightcrawler but mm-hmm. then seeing him in Spider-Man where he's this you know what if you had instead of casting Robert Downey Jr. casted this guy as Iron Man no one would have batted an eye right mm-hmm. he was a great Mysterio a character who does not deserve to be that good he doesn't <laughs> I know I know because we always have this conversation because I loved the fact they had Mysterio yeah. and you w- beforehand was like Mysterio no. is a shit character he's a shit character and but they I did love him so well I love the fact they yeah. have Mysterio in there and... yeah so yeah 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 well I have a weird movie it's fine because you already said my my person so okay who I went with Robert Downey Jr. oh really yeah <laughs> yeah he'd be good too I for the exact same he reason. He was the first choice in all of this, and I really struggled because I'm like, well, he's kind of old at this point. Like, he's in his 50s, 60s. But I was like, you know what? That's it's, Sam 50s, is... 50s, 60s is different than, like... No, I know. He he could still look younger than De Niro looked in this movie. Like, good, that's... Good God, yes. <laughs> like, that's the weird thing. Yeah. Um, you know we didn't talk about Martin Scorsese? <laughs> we can when we finish this. Um, but, like, Robert Downey Jr., we i think i've casted him a couple times or added him in like i just love to see him in this role where he is a lot more calm cool and collected than he has been as like tony stark and and all those other characters he's been playing like um sherlock and all them right yeah i want him to be that more reserved but still be slightly manic when it comes to it mm-hmm. like when he's talking to the guy about the the slots yeah or when he's losing his shit over, you know, yeah. something. Or like, yeah. being menacing to, like, the, the guys that are cheating and be yeah. like, hey, you can either go free or you can take your money, yeah. but you're going to get your hand you're busted. You're going to lose a hand. <laughs> All right. Like, I wanted to be, and I, oh, I, I just, about that scene. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. But I like yeah. the fact that he's on the floor. He wants to be in the spotlight. Right? Yeah. That's when the whole reason why he goes on TV, and I think Robert Downey Jr. could do that really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Was, Which was scene it? reminded me of a scene from The Last of Us. Which one? So, do you remember, I think when um, it was just after winter, mm-hmm. and um, Ellie had been taken, yes. and Joel wakes up, doesn't find her, gets these two guys, and he interrogates them. Mm-hmm. He stabs the first one in the leg, 
Write, write down something. And yeah, he write down something. And he kills him. And he's like, well, you're just supposed to let him go. He's like, now I need you to verify. It's just like, oh, shit. I, okay, now you got us on The Last of Us. I love The Last of Us. I, I, I think The Last of Us 2 is a great storytelling. Um, it's such good games. The, the fact that they got us to like Abby by the end of that game is remarkable the, the fact that you got yeah the fact that you became sympathetic towards her and and understood her character yep. even despite the fact she killed joel <laughs> and wasn't but bitch that's a, that's a testament to how good the storytelling is and how good and the game laura play. bailey and mm-hmm. ashley johnson and troy baker were doing those roles well but even at the end like spoilers for the end of the game don't care i'm always gonna say it um, even at the end, like the way they they changed the physical look of the characters, because yeah. when um, Ellie gets to Abby at the end yeah. and they're fighting in the ocean, like yeah. she's way yeah. skinnier. She's way skinnier. Yeah. They're both just looking haggard, and then they just both uh, give up, right? Well, yeah. not that they give up. Yeah, they um, both go their separate ways. Yeah, but oh, such a good game. Yeah. And then we were at that convention center, <laughs> which you pointed out. Yeah. No, we went to Emerald City Comic Con. I'm like, hey, this is, you jumped down this when you're in Seattle. You like, oh, God, you did too. God, next year I should dress up as Joel and do that. I'll dress up as Ellie. Even though Joel wasn't even, <laughs> even there. I'll dress up as Ellie. You do it. <laughs> we got it. Do you want to talk about Scorsese before we end? Nah, screw it. We'll Scorsese is great. We'll do another Scorsese film. I kind of want to do Cape Fear now. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out another time. But... We'll put it in, we'll do movies like Cape Fear and Desperate Measures. I think that's what it was called, where Michael Keaton is a bad guy. Mm. You do movies where normal good guys are bad guys type yeah. of thing. Do you think they call, they call him Marty, right? Hmm? People people call him Marty. Who? Marty Scorsese. I don't... They might. I'm sure if he's calling Robert De Niro Bob, yeah, they're calling he's him probably Marty. calling him Marty. Anyway. Where can right. find you, Chris? Uh, well, you can find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store, as well as on Instagram under the same heading, title, whatever it's called. You can find us on the podcast here every week, every Sunday. New episodes come out mm-hmm. um, on all your podcast streaming services, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Search for Recasted. We have 170 episodes. You're bound to find at least one you like. Please listen to it and reach out to us. Yeah. Okay. And I'm right here. You're right here. Always and forever. You'll be here next week. I will be. So, we're going to end it off and say, from all of us here at Recasted, (sighs) go watch Boondock Saints.